week two, week three, week four. What is the common denominator? The common denominator is you. Oh, who did you think it was? Your, your father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every kind of relationship you have, everywhere, whether it's at your workplace, whether it's in, at your home, in church, marriage, whatever, when you look at all the different relationships that are around you, that you, you are the common denominator. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1, the Bible says in Amplify, Now Jericho, a fenced town with high walls, was tightly closed. Some versions will say was strictly shattered because of the Israelites. No one went out and none came in. So just for a few minutes, we don't have long. If I read one scripture and we go, we have gone. Because so, you know so much scripture, you haven't done anything with it. Don't let me add to me anymore. Today, I just wanted to touch on something so that at least if we can begin to work on it from today, hopefully as we go into week two, week three, week four, we will be in a much better place to even receive what is going to come or to use what is going to come, do you understand? Or for whatever comes to benefit you. So today, I'm going to talk about unstuck. Unstuck, unstuck. What does it mean to be unstuck? It means to be freed isn't it? To be loose, it means to be no longer stuck, to become more malleable and movable. You know, let me tell you something about life and the reason why it's good that there's a whole month that we just talk about all kinds of relationship. Because do you know that before you even step foot on the world, you know, you entered into the world hemisphere because of a relationship between a man and a woman. I know they say all other kinds of things lately. I saw an emoji of a pregnant man. Please, not today. Okay, let's leave that one alone. Not today. Because of the relationship between a man and a woman. Sometimes they don't even like each other. Sometimes they don't know each other. Sometimes it's by mistake. Sometimes it's not mistake. That is none of your business. But because of a relationship, you appeared into a womb. <laughs> and for the first nine months, you are in a relationship with a certain woman that you have no, you had no choice in it. Am I, am I helping you? Are you understanding how you are sitting here with that attitude? After the nine months thereabout, or if you are like me, you can say after the ten months thereabout, <laughs> depending on the length of your pregnancy, a man may be introduced to you and they will say, call him daddy, da, da, da. And depending on where you fall, there may be existing siblings when you arrive. These are all relationships that you come into, you are introduced to day one. Do you understand? Yes. When they hear then they give the baby to, the, the father actually touches the baby even before the mother touches the baby. If the father is a father and not just a baby daddy. Kai, kai. 
Kai, 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 kai. Yeah. By the time they take you home and they start breastfeeding you, you are introduced to a wider area of your village. That is your grandparents, your aunties, your uncles, isn't it? Then as you are going on, you still haven't made any choices. Then you are introduced to schoolmates, nursery, your best friend in nursery, your best friend in kindergarten. You get to know people in the school, those you like, you know. Then all these are creating relationships for you. So relationships are being added upon relationships. You go to high school, you go to university or college or whatever. Relationships are being added upon relationship. You start working, you get work colleagues. Different kinds of relationships are being added. You know, you go and rent a flat or buy a house, you get neighbors. Relationships are being added upon relationship. You decide that you like rugby or tennis or football or chaskele or whatever it is. You join a club, you join a sports club, or you join a... Some people, too, even their relationship, maybe there's a particular nightclub they, they like, and then you see that that particular nightclub becomes an association, so they have friends in the club. Why? What I'm saying is not true. Some of us also, as we grew, we, we went to a... We, went, we became part of a church. Then we have church friends. We have church family, isn't it? Then some of us, God calls us into ministry. We have ministry friends. We become ministers. You know, now we form relationship, pastor, church member, whatever, shepherd. All these are different relationships that are. Now, are you seeing how many relationships are being piled on? And all these ones, the common denominator is what? Then we go into, uh, I like him, he likes me, she likes me, she doesn't like me. I did, will you marry me there? Then now dating relationships. Some of us we go through like one or two hundred. Kai, kai. <laughs> then hopefully at some point we think we have settled on one, you know, then we get married or sort of married. Yeah. You know, sometimes when they ask that question, you can't answer it. You should know something. Are you married? We are sort of. Yeah, we'll leave, we'll leave that for um, two weeks' time. You marry. Then, then now you also, once upon a time, a man met a woman, and then you came into a womb. Now you have married, and then once upon a time, you, you come and put somebody in your womb. Now, new relationships. You started from there. Now you are here, and now you are also creating somebody in, in bringing a new relationship. Now you become parents, and then you develop relationship with children. And then, do you know that husband-wife relationship is different from relationship when they are parents? Yeah. Hmm. All these seasons and all these different relationships that are adding on, they are affected by time and seasons. And they are introduced at different stages of our lives. And sometimes they come to add, and sometimes they come to subtract. They come to subtract or add to the quality of our life, to the level of engagement in our lives. You see, sometimes you don't realize that you can make friends with somebody who reduces the quality of your life. 
and you can make friends with somebody who improves the quality of your life. Yeah. For those of us who have done or are still trying to overcome certain bad areas, can you remember what group you went into that you started drinking or smoking or chasing men and women? What group? You, that was an addition that came to become a subtraction. You added a friend or you added friends who came to draw things out of you. Do you get it? And also, can you remember what friendships you had who said, let's go to church. Let me share the word of God with you. Let us join the choir. Let me, let's, you know, start relating with your mother well. Start who you saw that their presence adds to your life. I know some of us, we like to maintain the relationships that sort of align with us. But what you want to maintain is the relationships that are good for you. Some of us, we drive friends away who will be truthful to us. And then we bring friends closer who will lie to us. Is my hairstyle nice? Yes, it's not true. Is, does this dress suit me? Yeah, because they never want you to look nicer than them. So if you're going to wear this, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Some of us, we have worked in places that we had to work with horrible people and has scarred us for life when it comes to the work environment. Yeah. Sometimes, actually, it is work that caused people's marriages to break up. Because it was at work that they went to find a side chick. Listen, February is unfiltered. Isn't February unfiltered? February. This is the one month that I don't care about YouTube, and I also don't care about your opinion on me. I'm still a pastor. Whatever you say, it doesn't make any difference. Ah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You see, the reason why I thought that we should talk about this today is that we keep trying to mend things, bring things, make things right, and yet we are missing the main ingredient of the thing, which is you. Because you see, all these different kinds of relationships, sometimes it's not even the bad, it could be the good, but sometimes when they have a great impact on you, they can cause you to be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, a relationship will break them and they can't shift again. You see, when we say something is stuck, for if you have a clock in your house and the battery dies, you see that in the morning it was saying 8.15. Then you went to work, came back saying 8.15. You woke up in the morning and saying 8.15. Some of us, our life is on midnight. As soon as it hit midnight, battery died, we haven't left midnight. You are stuck. Stuck. So even when you get to a new workplace where there's great potential for you, because of your experience at the last workplace, you will not open up, you will not expose yourself, you will not even show your capacity and your capabilities just in case. You are stuck. Some of us, church has hurt us. Do you know that there's nothing more painful than church hurt? If you haven't experienced it, just hang around. You, you, you will experience it. You, you, that, it's not a prophetic way. It's not a prophetic way. It's just a fact of life. When you have seen somebody serving God 10 years, 20 years, give them respect. They have scars to prove it. But you see, if you don't put it into perspective, your 
life and your relationship with God will be stuck. And you won't move on again from that place. You become like a monument. And sometimes it's the glory. Maybe you, you had a gift or even once upon a time, you know, it came into so much money. You were once wealthy and then the money disappears. You can't leave that place of where once upon a time you were. So you don't have the money. You still want to live in the same house. You don't have the money. You still want to shop at the same place. You are stuck. You are stuck. Some of us, the day we got hurt, we have made a life out of the hurt. You have made a life out of your hurt. And as for the devil, he will help you. Listen, you know, when I was preparing this message, I was thinking about it, and the Lord reminded me of when I was nine years, nine, nine, you know, my father passed away. For more than 20 years, that became a ministry. When I want to be sad, I have to think of the day of the funeral. In fact, last week, everyone was, uh, 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 gave us a, made us sing a song, um, bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me. That was the one they used to do the procession. Oh, so I used to use that song for tears. Ah, you want to get depressed, I'll find the song. I'm just not, I, I, it's a foul spirit. You get stuck in that place. You get stuck in that. Sometimes it has even nothing to do with it. Maybe it's exams and I'm stressed and, uh, you know, and I'm not really seeing top because I really didn't put much effort in anyway. It's not the exams. It's me. But to make me feel better that there are things beyond exams, I remember the funeral and the whole process, and then I cry well. Yeah. So it's like, it was like food. But the reality of it is that it keeps you stuck. And you see, especially for me and my siblings, there was so much drama surrounding that funeral and thereafter that till today, some of my siblings are stuck. And sometimes I try to tell them that, listen, all these things you are doing is because of this. If you can let this go, you can start running again. There are some of us, you know, let me tell you something, that the difference between when God sets you free and everything else is that most of the time, you know, when we go for counseling and all those things, is good. But the reality is that what they do for us mainly is to help us cope, not deliver us. And the reason why we need to talk about this is that as we go into uh, love talk, coupled for life, family, whatever. You don't want to take your baggage with you. You don't want to be stuck and then gather a family and let them be stuck. Because sometimes we see our parents that they are stuck in a place. Sometimes you can tell that your father took good decisions, good decisions, then he took some bad decisions that brought everything to a halt. Every time you are passing by the living room, the same conversation. You know, there was a time when I was actually the one that everybody used to come to. to, Yeah, but now. But if you don't acknowledge it, you can't move on. (laughs) Sometimes it's very traumatic things. I didn't realize till I became a pastor and I was counseling 
that I realized that the percentage of young people who are either raped or sexually abused is higher than most parents think. Yeah. It's higher than, in fact, there are communities that those are conversations that they don't like. And because that conversation is not hard, that child who has been abused gets stuck. We are nervous. We are nervous if our child comes to us. In fact, we don't give opportunity where the child can come and talk about sexual harassment yeah. or rape. Yeah. And even worse, if the person they are going to mention is somebody. Yeah, or, or the mother's current boyfriend. Kai, 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 kai. There are parents in England here who choose a boyfriend over their child. And if you are that child that your parents have chosen a boyfriend over you, you get stuck. Yeah. You become me. <laughs> and when we are going into our own relationship and it's not working, then we are finding all other kinds of solutions rather than dealing with what it is. Listen, when people have been sexually abused, it affects their sexual life forever until it is dealt with. So a good man who has married them tries to touch them and then they shake. They become rigid. There are people who don't get over a broken heart. The way they do it is that they just go around breaking hearts to see if it will make up for the one they got. Yeah. I remember in South Africa, one of the ladies I was counseling, I'm not joking, she had slept with more than one or two hundred. In fact, she, she, she arrived in a university and she was, she arrived in the university and she was determined that no man shall pass me by. And I read in scripture that by means of a horish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. So, brothers, be careful. You are not a slice of bread, please. You are not. Yeah. You see, because a lot of the time, that when a, a lady is very generous, the men and boys feel very excited. Have you thought that you two are being used? I told you that as for this month of February, me and you, we will have this conversation. Oh, please. Uh, you want to go and read, the, uh, talk about this on social media? No, 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 no. We'll talk about it in the house of God. Talk about it now. How else will we get healed? How else? How else would we overcome it if we don't confront it and take ownership of it? And I ask God for grace to work on it. Do you know that when God releases you, that thing doesn't hurt anymore? That thing doesn't have its hold on you. You know, last week when we sang the song and we finished the song, it was when I got to my, I said, hey, this song, it has come to pass. It's gone. Its value, its, its use for that season is gone. And that is why you also must come to that place that this is the thing that is holding me back. This is the thing that has tied me to this tree. This is the thing that is preventing me. Yeah. Sometimes people don't like you because you make yourself unlikable. 
And you used to do it as a preventative measure, but now you are using it to destroy yourself. Tell somebody it's deep, 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 it's deep. Yeah, it's deep, it's deep. Today we will change the battery. The clock will start ticking again and moving from midnight. We are going to see daylight. We are going to see sunshine. We, are, we don't have much time, so we are going to read Acts. We are going to read a few verses, and then we'll go home. If I don't finish next week, can't we continue before these people come and have that their discussion on looks and You are lucky the one you chose, because this debate, I know who will win. But I'm going to leave you all to have your discussion so that, yeah. Have you ever gone for X Factor or whatever that they decided who win before they come? <laughs> Acts 27. I'm going to read a message Bible. I'm going to read a few verses. I am going to show you a few things that we should take home and think about it. And, you know, we have always used this scripture. This was when Paul was going to face, you know, some um, was taking, being taken to Rome to face some issues that they say he had done. And as they set off on the journey, life was happening. And I want us to see ourselves in it. And I want us to go home today with a mindset that which area of my life am I stuck? And what am I going to do about it? I'm going to read from verse 4. We'll read and then we'll go home, okay? I'm reading the Message Bible, so. Out to sea again, we sailed north under the protection of the northeast shore of Cyprus because winds out of the west were against us. I believe that, listen, just by virtue of being alive and being a human being in this world, there will be winds that are against you. It's just part of life. Do you know that when certain things become a part of your understanding, they are easier to accept and absorb? Yeah. When you take all levels and you see how difficult it is, and you come to the realization that exams will forever be difficult, A levels, you, 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 you face it. By the time you get to university, it's like this thing, this is how it is. It doesn't get easier. The winds just get stronger and stronger. Hmm. Verse 5. And then along the coast, westward to the port of Myra. Myra means to, it has such an amazing range of meanings because as you arrive at Myra, Myra says, Myra is a place where you flow. It's a place where you pour out. It's a place of abundance. It's a place of like marvelous things, but it's also a place where you weep. Yeah. And, and having plenteous, having more, having expansion does not prevent you from weeping. Weeping must not make you get stuck. Weeping doesn't mean you should stop. You know, when I got the definition of leprosy, that leprosy is the absence of pain, it means that having, feeling pain is a blessing. Because if you can feel pain, then you know you are alive. If you can feel pain, then you can do something about it. But if somebody is cutting you and you are bleeding and you can't feel it, they can cut your hand off, you know. 
Weeping must not let us freeze. Hates must not let us freeze. A lot of us, there's a lot more we should do with our lives. There's a lot more we should reach out for. But we have gotten stuck from the time we wept. As for me, I'll never marry. The boy you went for was foolish. Everything about him was foolish. How do you take such a permanent decision that you marry again? Because instead of acknowledging that you have made a mistake, and this kind of mistake you won't make again. Verse 6. Preach with me, sister. (laughs) I know that I am in your bedroom. I know I am in your living room. I know that some of you, I'm sitting on your bed. Don't worry. Tonight you will hear my voice. There the centurion found an Egyptian ship headed for Italy and transferred us on board. We ran into bad weather and found it impossible to stay on course. How many of us in your life, sometimes you see that the weather is not good in your life. You see that it's like winter has come and it wouldn't go. Winter has come. For me, even me, I can remember years, there are certain years, you can say, oh, 1990, that was a winter. After much difficulty, we finally made it to the southern coast of the island of Crete. They define Crete. They say Crete is the largest island in, the, in, in Greece. They say it's very mountainous, you know, and it connotes strength and power. And so you realize that even going through the bad weather and all that, also is making you stronger, making you more powerful. Listen, do you know that if you overcome a challenge, you become, you gain power over that situation? Let's stop, every time we are shrinking and we are shrinking, the more challenges you face, the stronger you should go and ask those who lift weights in the gym. You see that they they have attitude, they have some airs. When they get there, they will do like this. Then they'll go and pick their 10K, 10K. Then they'll pick another 10K. And then some of us will pick 2K, 2K. Then we take one and then you see that. Yeah, you see that there's power and there's power. And the reason why they have power is because they have been carrying strong things. They have been going through more than we have been going. Me, when I do the two, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> it's not by force. <laughs> small, 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 small. I don't really want power. If I really want power, <laughs> I will try and carry more. Hey, and you know the excuse I use? I said a, la- a lady, she, her, her, her muscles must not be defined. It's not very feminine. <laughs> then I put it down. <laughs> But in life, let us not put the heavy weights down. Let us carry the heavy weights. Oh, we are going to read. If we don't finish, we'll continue. Verse 8. And docked at Good Harbor. Oh, my amplified. It says appropriate name. By this time, we had lost a lot of time. How many of you feel that due to the issues of life, you have lost You know, there's time that you need to make up. The Lord will let you make it up. The Lord will let you overtake. Yeah, you will overtake the chariots and the horses. We had passed the autumn equinox, so it would be stormy. So so it would be stormy weather from now on through the winter. Too dangerous for sailing. Paul warned. 
from today, when God sends you good people, may their voice ring in your ears. May you be receptive. You see, God had put Paul there for guidance, for wisdom, for direction. Paul won. I see only disaster ahead for cargo and ship to say nothing of our lives. If we put out to sea now, the centurion sets Paul's warning aside. Are you a meteorologist? You poor. You say you're a preacher. Now you're telling you're giving us weather forecast. <laughs> and let the ship, so they didn't bother. They didn't listen to Paul's warning. And they let the ship and, then, and let the ship captain and the ship owner talk him into trying for the next harbor. You see, the relationships you have, this centurion, instead of listening to Paul, he was listening to the ship captain and the ship owner. Ask your neighbor, who have you been listening to? Which relationships in your life have the loudest voice? Hmm. But it was not the best harbor for staying in the winter. Phoenix, a few miles further on, was more suitable. Phoenix, Phoenix is supposed to be something that is more respectable, remarkable. It was just further. It's just further. So when you are seeing the thing now, there's something good just further. Hey, have you realized that sometimes you leave somebody and then a few months time you see the person, you see that they have gone further. You, 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 you said that this girl was not nice. She went to get a weave, got some eyebrows, and then when you looked at her, she had just gone further. <sighs> when a gentle southerly breeze came up, they, up, they weighed anchor, thinking it would be smooth sailing, but they were no sooner out to sea than a gale force wind, the infamous northeaster struck. Verse 15, they lost all control of the ship. It was a cock in the storm. They lost all control. Some of you, somebody else is determining your life. Direct, you have lost all control. You have given ownership of your mind, your soul, your everything to somebody. You're somebody who himself can't even handle their own life. Then you too, you have added your life to their own. And you have lost control. You can't, de- you know, it was South Africa that I realized that there are some men who are extremely abusive. Yes. There was a wife who, when she wanted sanitary pass, she has to go and ask her husband. He doesn't work. She works. But when she wants to buy cream for her face, she has to go. Yeah. So yours truly appeared. I held her hand. She's a manager of a hospital. I held her hand. We went to the bank because she had also been told that she can't open bank account because she's a married woman. I said, where did you hear that one from? Went to the bank, wrote, she opened her bank account, took her back to her workplace. I said, give them the bank account. This is where your money comes to. Then the man found out. Then the man sent a message, not to me, to Reverend, that he's going to come and see him and he will see. And Reverend said, come, I'm waiting for you. It was such a stressful time. She had lost all control. And he had put her in the place where it's like, well, you've had a child. You've put on weight. Look at you. Who like you? Once upon a time, you were a beautiful woman. Today, look at you. 
When you're passing, you just occupy space. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. And she believed it. And sometimes she will come to the home and he has brought a shrimp to the house. And tell her that she and her son to go and find somewhere and sleep. So I took her hand again. Pray for me. I said anything I'm doing wrong, when I get to heaven, God will, um, God will correct it. Yeah, because she had, she, wherever she was before, the pastor had told her that as a wife, you know, trust God. To do something, 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 something. I said, me, I haven't seen that one in scripture. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. And we are in a city where HIV is rampant. And this one is not hiding from you. Some of the people, they come and sleep in your house there. I said, I said, this one, Tafiakwa. I took hold of her hand again. We went to the estate agent. I said, do you have two bedroom flats? They said they have. I said, can she get one? I said, she's manager, big, big, big woman. She signed. She got her house. She moved. Then she was like, her, her husband's father and mother, she's really close to them. I said, good. Now you travel to the village. Go and tell them that. So she went. I said, as soon as she finished. When she finished her course, she called me. She said, Abby, do you know what happened? I said, what happened? She said, my father-in-law said that, why has it taken me so long? They have been waiting all this while. I said, even your father-in-law likes you more than you like yourself. <laughs> May you not get stuck. May you not lose control of your life. May you not give your life to anybody else but to your father who is in heaven. <sighs> we came under the lee of the small island named Clodda and managed to get a lifeboat ready and reef the sails. You know, Clodda means to lament, to be lame. Do you know that when you lose control, you just become flat, uh, like a tide that has flattened? Yeah, there's nothing, no lifeless. People see her, it's like, hey, do you, I remember this girl, when we knew her, oh, she was always well-dressed, and now you have become like Bob Marley. Verse 17, we are going to close now, time is up, so, but rocky shells prevented us from getting close. We only managed to avoid them by throwing out drift anchors. Next day, out on the high seas again and badly damaged now by the storm, we dumped the cargo overboard. Be careful what you are throwing out of your life when you are stuck. Be careful, be careful, be careful. The third day, the sailors lightened the ship furthermore by throwing off all the tackle. Sometimes what you think you are throwing away is not making you lighter. Yeah, some of you, you throw God out. You throw prayer out. You throw the word out. As for church, it went out long ago. Pastor's number is blocked. Reverend's number is blocked. Shepherd's number is blocked. Friend's number is blocked. And then you know the numbers they've le left open. Where they can get alcohol is open. Where they can find, yeah. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Wind and waves were battering us unmercifully, and we lost all hope of rescue. Don't lose hope of rescue. The Lord has come to rescue you today. I believe that the Lord is speaking to somebody today to set them free. Amen. Yeah. With our appetite for both food and life long gone. Appetite for life. Appetite for food. That one is okay, you should go. Appetite for life. <laughs> Appetite for life. Do you know that 
when you have appetite for life, you can never be depressed. The absence of appetite for life is what brings depression. When you feel that there is no, life is not worth living, that is when you want to give up. Sometimes you may have good people around you, good things, but you yourself, you don't have an, have they cooked nice food that you don't have an appetite for? May the Lord heal you. May the Lord heal you. May the Lord heal you. I don't care how many years that pain has been there. I don't care how many years that struggle has been there. May the Lord heal you. Now Paul came back into the scene. Friends, you really should have listened to me. Oh, Paul, did you need to say that? <laughs> we could have avoided all this trouble and trial, but there's no need to dwell on that now. You, know, you have still been talking about it. From now on, things are looking up. No need to dwell on it any longer. It has happened. It has happened. For some of us, it's to do with our parents. For some of us, it's to do with work. For some of us, it's to do with a church or a pastor or a ministry. For some of us, it's to do with a man or a woman or with our siblings. No need to dwell on it any longer. It has happened. It has happened. There is nobody in this room. There is nobody in this room who has not had a challenge in one area or the other of their life. I don't care how good you are, how nice you are. Sometimes you don't go looking for trouble. Trouble comes looking for you. Sometimes you are born into the problem. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes a man did overspeeding with your mother. And then she found out she was uh, pregnant. By the time she tried to locate the man, he was gone. Right. Your very birth annoys her. Yeah. Or maybe she was just about to take her exams. Then she went to do pregnancy test. She was pregnant. She had to stop school. When she sees your face, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Stop taking the responsibility. She, too, she should have taken her decisions well. That has nothing to do. And sometimes we are trying hard to make that relationship work. Stop it. Stop it. When you learn to love yourself and you heal, you'll be able to mend relationships better. We are finishing with this verse. Tell somebody from now on, look up. From now on, look up. Yeah. So, Paul made this declaration in verse 23. Last night... God's angel stood at my side, an angel of, the, of this God that I serve, saying to me, don't give up, Paul. You are going to stand before Caesar. Yet, and everyone who is sailing with you is also going to make it. If I have made it, then you are also going to make it. That which God has purposed for you to fulfill in life, you will fulfill it. That which God has fulfilled that you will experience, you will experience that marriage, that children, whatever it is that you think is eluding you, the Lord is telling you this afternoon that it will happen. It will happen. It will happen. When you read on, it says that there will be shipwreck, but no life will be lost. None, no life will be lost. Nothing about you is useless to God. Everything about you, everything you've been through, everything you're going through, God is going to use it for your good. Rise up onto your feet.